Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer, so naturally when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. Been a while. Has been a while. Oh my gosh. Just like that. What's going on? My computer's now, talking. Now we know it's been a while. <laughs> That's when you know we have a shoddy link. This is why we need Hector to run the board and not you. Welcome back to Keeper's Pod. It's Keeper's Pod. All right. Hey, welcome back. Did we get that? Uh, it's Keeper's Pod. Welcome whatever back. Whatever random fantasy YouTube soccer. video you were playing off Google Chat. It's time to Google kick chat. it. Time to pass it. Time it's to got... block it. It's time <laughs> Shut to off. do it. Down the stretch. Okay. <laughs> Uh, here we, we are go. Here. Down the stretch. We are here after our week off. We took the international break with the league. Um, and now we are in the thick of it. Five games left in our yep. league. Trade deadline this week. Trade deadline is looming. So in our league, it's the deadline is uh, prior to all week 18 games. So uh, lots of texts have been flying this week between the four league mates. <laughs> <laughs> I was just texting Jeannie minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, nothing breaking yet, but there's a lot of talk with a lot of Hatch talk, a lot of Didasco, Pickett, um, Sophia Smith, Alex Morgan, a lot of names flying around. So we'll see what happens. We got another 24 hours to get something done there, I think, right? Or the first game Saturday. Or the first game Saturday. I should have the schedule up and know these things. Yes, you should. Um, the first games are September 25th, so that would be Saturday. So I got Saturday. 48 hours to get a trade done. So, um, yeah, trade deadline looming. Uh, Holly and I are also going to break down all of the Week 18 matchups, who you should be starting, who you should be benching, and we're going to use our new top 25 rankings as our guide so we will uh, push those out to Twitter and Instagram, um, our personal rankings. And these are going to be like week-by-week week rankings. So players are going to shift every week based on injuries, matchups, all sorts of stuff. So um, before we get into all that, Holly, let's news it up. So let's catch up. It's it, This has been the drama that's been the cloud over the league for the last month is all the Washington spirit drama with the two forfeits, the team apologizing, the fans asking for the owner to sell. That is uh, Steve Baldwin specifically. And now the investigation. So to catch everyone up, they know, uh, you, as everyone knows, the spirit had to uh, forfeit two games, one against Portland, one against OL Reign. And so they lost both of them three to nothing. So that really sucked in fantasy because your players just didn't play in that game. And that, and I know you who have a few Washington Spirit people, that was terrible. Yeah. And I think you went one and one during that stretch of where they, so you still got one, still yeah. scratched that one. But uh, so now, now um, the fans are speaking out. So the Spirit Squadron had some blasts telling, you know, we no longer have the confidence that Steve Baldwin, who's one of the co-owners, can effectively lead the Washington Spirit 
Um, the Spirit Squadron said, uh, until new ownership publicly puts forth a plan that ensures a safe environment for players and staff and commits to a true vetting process for hiring qualified employees at the highest levels, we will limit our game day activities. So I'm not sure what that means. Like, are they just not going to come to games? They're, they're not going like to play drums. They're not going to cheer. They're oh, not going to chant. Man, okay. It's going to be a quiet stadium. Okay. So that coupled with now the NWSL has now widened its investigation into the spirit to include allegations of a toxic work culture for female employees. So four people with knowledge of the investigation told the Washington Post that employees have said that the culture is essentially an old boys club where the use of degrading nicknames for female players and staff is accepted. So Holly, I mean, this is kind of a mess. So, you know, I guess fantasy aside, <laughs> what do you think about this whole mess? Yeah, it's a mess. It's not an uncommon mess, but it's it's still an unforgivable mess. And it'll be interesting to me to see how much power the fans have here, because if they can really move the lever on this, then I, I applaud and cheer that, because I would love to see... Um, women and allies coming together to support creating better workplace environment and better leadership opportunities and, and better, um, you know, better conditions for all of us. I think, you know, allegations of a toxic war culture for female employees, I mean, that's actionable by law. So they've exposed the club to a huge liability here in terms of, you know, depending on what the laws are in, in DC and getting sued for, a lot of the things that can fall under this umbrella. And I think, you know, it's interesting to see, you know, to hear some of the the allegations that are coming out around, you know, getting frozen out of meetings, getting passed over for promotions when they're, when women are more qualified than men, which we all witnessed publicly when the new president was hired for the Washington spirit. Um, and it's, you know, it's interesting that, uh, 40% of the female employees who are listed on the website, so senior level female employees, have left, you know, in the past couple of months. And, you know, that I think that that speaks very loudly in terms of, you know, what kind of a place this is. And really, it's a toxic work culture for female employees. All of your players are female. Like, let's let's figure this out. This is unacceptable. Yeah, uh, I was trying to find this quote i guess andy sullivan i guess kind of like in a joking way was like yeah it's gonna be good to get back in women's national team camp like and you know go there <laughs> yeah but who knows if i don't want to put words in her mouth but she's probably glad to i'm guessing she's glad to get out of that but i guess on a player's perspective like a, a now i'm kind of bringing it back to like fantasy and playing you know as a team now we can talk because i think i've seen how you break down some of the players rank on this week and if it's going to affect the team, but like, I just have a hard time unless the players are saying like, I'm playing for this team and now I don't want to, and I'm going to, you know, show less of myself. So they don't protect me, you know, and I can leave in the upcoming <laughs> expansion draft. So like, I don't no, know I don't if players are going to play games like intentionally that. sandbag a game. I don't, I don't, you know, I think that they have more work ethic and integrity than that, but it's certainly whenever you have any kind of, you know, toxic environment, any kind of legal investigation, any kind of leadership changes yeah, is no disruptive. It's stressful. It it pulls your focus. It lowers your productivity. So, yeah. Okay. Of course, it's going to affect them. 
I'm really going to, I'm interested to see what happens with the fans and everything. Like when you get there, no drums and all, like you were saying, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, they're a mess. They're a freaking mess and they need to be completely overhauled. But I really hope the NWSL is transparent once again, because whenever they've done these investigations in the past, they come out with maybe 25% of the information and the other 75 were left to guess what's happening. Like they need to put forth what the discipline is, what they found. Right. Oh my gosh. I just can't do this anymore. I just can't do this. Moving on. So how about these national games? Um, nine nothing. USA beats Paraguay. Paraguay, sorry. And I don't have the other scores. It's seven, eight nothing. Eight nothing. So yeah. seventeen to nothing total. I mean, not much strategically to talk about this game, but they were really fun. What do you think of the games? I thought they were awesome. I love watching Carly Lloyd score five goals and then you know chipping another one for the fans the next night. I think it's or the next game in Cincinnati rather. I think it's. Uh, I just, you know, it's, it's fun to watch the swan song. It's great. I love when people go out on top. I, you know, she's at the top of her game. She's at the top of her fitness. She's at the top of her mental game. I just think that it's amazing to watch excellence. That's why we all love sports and sports championships. And so, uh, this is really fun for me from that perspective. What about you? Shout out to the equalizer podcast. I was listening to them this week and they were talking about the reason that they have these games in these cities, you know, I'm from Ohio, so I love seeing this. It was in Cleveland and Cincinnati, but the reason that they don't get a lot of games, this could be one, the first time that anyone there could ever see them live. Two, it just grows your game because you, 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 you've played in these big cities before. You've played in Seattle and LA and Chicago, New York for these big tournaments in, in, in Orlando. So now you're playing in these cities that you don't play a lot in. So it's growing the game. And these kids, there was a plethora of them. And, and it was great to see in the crowd, as yeah. you were saying. So it grows the game. And they go to these little hubs. Like Cincinnati, They, that's a hot soccer market right now with the new MLS team from a few years ago. And then they're going to, they're going to Saint, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, or St. Paul. And that's a, a new team recently. So... They're, they're hitting these hubs that are popular with soccer right now with women's soccer. So it's just great for... If we're going to differentiate between soccer and women's soccer, can we okay, call it sorry. men's soccer? Men's soccer, yes, that's soccer. my bad. Right. Men's soccer and women's soccer. So they're, they're, they're hitting these markets. So I love that they get to go out and perform and perform well. People just want to see these players kick ass. You know, you know, props to Paraguay for, you know putting in max effort and, and trying and hopefully it builds their program. And one of the cool things that you were saying that I didn't realize is that this is kind of proof positive of title nine back in the day, you know, that improved women's sports from the ground up from when you're a kid to professionals. And if this, if this is anything like looking in the mirror or looking in the past, I guess is saying like, look, this is what women's sports were a long time ago. And Paraguay is really struggling to fund their sports and to give their athletes what they need. Yeah, from I mean, you can see from, the, uh, from childhood on. Yeah, you can see the vast difference. I mean, it's you know maybe it's 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 going to inspire them to to fund their programs. It's you know, and like you said, from the grassroots and from childhood up, because it's at every level, you know. And then you get to you get to the international level, and you can see you know they the discrepancies in terms of um, you know skill sets and access to training and uh, you know fitness levels and re really even like equipment and. You know, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Oh, how, how about that? We fund a sport and people are better at it. I don't care. It's across the board everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I love watching them play and uh, I love seeing some of the younger players get in there and just, 
you know, Macario had an amazing goal and, and Lavelle scoring your hometown and stuff like that. So, uh, Sophia Smith toughing it out, you know, some bang, some really hard play, physical play. So that was Sophia Smith or was that Pew? Was that Pew? A little bit of both, but I think you went down with that nasty shoulder. Yeah. But I love seeing them all tough it out and play and give them big minutes. So let's go on to Kansas City for the next one for them. Uh, Up next in the news. So Megan Rapinoe, Sue Bird, they're among athletes urging the Supreme Court to protect um, abortion rights. So as you know, the Supreme Court is getting ready to hear a case in Mississippi. It's a Republican-backed bid to ban abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Um, So some prominent women, um, especially in sports, are urging the Supreme Court to protect those rights. So so there's more than 500 athletes and groups signed this thing. So it's, there's 26 Olympians, 73 professional athletes all over the board. But the big ones here, of course, you know, Rapino, Tarasi, Bird. Thoughts on the impact this could have? I mean, hopefully as more people speak out against it. Everybody has to speak yeah. out. Props to them for doing their job and using their pulpit. There is a direct line between like access to reproductive rights and freedom and abortion and birth control and women having careers, women in government, women in positions of power, women who are above the poverty line, women who are able to build wealth and be financially viable. This matters. Yeah, there's a great quote in there saying the athletes athletes argue that abortion rights have helped to grow women's sports and they express concern of athletes' futures without the same protections. And then in quote, the physical tolls of forced pregnancies and childbirth would undermine athletes' ability to actualize their full human potential. Yes. Just perfectly said. So props right. to them. Rapino has really become this like uh, global star, completely crossing all boundaries. Like the fact that she was on equal payday with Midge Purse, like they're at the White House or with the president and the vice president and they're you know signing legislations and bill like it's just she's out in front of it and the fact that she can still perform at the highest level on the field and then also do this off the field like that's a busy that's a busy life right there so props to megan rapino yeah um this right. one's really shitty <laughs> go yeah. for it I'm, I'm gonna do the quick hits so, yeah i, I got so, I got, so this one uh I got to tell you, when I read the rundown, I skimmed it really fast. And what I read was Bethany Balser received a $50 gift card from Chipotle for winning Rookie of the Year. And I thought, oh, this is going to be some funny story about how she, like, you know, got this funny present and and it's going to be goofy, right? No, when I clicked open the article, I realized that I had missed. She received this gift card for winning 2019 Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Because I hadn't put that together in my so brain. So inflation, I'm tired. right? Well, <laughs> no, but no, but I'm that kidding. was what she received. This wasn't yeah. like a funny joke add-on. This was her prize. Yeah. So you know that this is her argument for for equal pay, which I, I mean, this is just, I mean, it's so it's so insulting. It's absurd. It's pretty dumb. It's, it's really yeah, really like, dumb. It's, it's like you might as well just give them the trophy. Like don't don't give me a fifty dollar gift. Like I I I won four times that in yeah. a you know team building game at my office last week. I don't understand. <laughs> it's just weird. It's really weird and disconnected. It's almost like Chipotle didn't know who they were sending it to. It's almost like someone who won a prize. No, you know I mean? it's like someone from the you know league I mean? went to the grocery store and in the checkout yes. line bought yes. a card and was like, Here But like how it says two, it says two in the, on like, the thing. It says, oh, you're the extra guest for Christmas this year. We have to have a gift for you. It Here just you says go. to Bethany. 
to Bethany. Aww. Congrats on being voted the best rookie in the NWSL Love by your fellow NWSL. pros. Enjoy some burritos on the NWSL piece and then a smiley face. Yeah, congrats, Chipotle. Good job. Um, so quickly, uh, injury updates. Haran, Rapino. we need an update in fantasy. They sat out. We need to know what's going on there. Um, let's go to some uh, quick streamers here. Streamers. My big ones are Kelly O'Hara and Andy Sullivan. Big time. Like, that's... They should be picked up. Washington's defense is so awesome right now. Like, if they should be available in your league, I think they're going to put up big points. Sullivan's been in our league, picked up a few weeks back. She's doing well. Opinion? Uh, I disagree. Disagree? Yeah. I don't think that... I think Sullivan is playing extremely well. I don't think she's producing a lot of fantasy points. Uh, okay. Um, Ditto O'Hara. Like Although, points. I'm on the fence about that one. Yeah, O'Hara, she's, she gets uh, really involved offensively. So, I like her as a long-term ad, too. If you need a defender, if your defender's been uh, performing poorly recently, then please add them as a ad. So, <laughs> um, without further ado, Week 18 matchups, Holly. Yes. We made our top 25 list this week. It's a new venture. It's a, a list we're going to be tweaking from week to week. And so we're using it as our guide to kind of, you know, where are we in this season? Players have shifted so much. So we're going to go through game by game. We're going to start in New York or New Jersey slash New York. The Courage at Gotham FC must starts. Holly, obviously Casey Murphy in goal. Kalen Sheridan, Carson Pickett, Caprice Didasco, Lynn Williams, uh, Ifioma Onomonu, all must starts, I think. Four team leagues, seven starters, Right, if I'm counting them correctly, there's at eight. Those I'm are done. all must-starts. Those are yep. all must-starts. Borderline now is Jess McDonald and Dabinia. They have really played their way into borderline starters. They really have. So if you have either one of those players, yeah, I mean, look, trade deadline for the last move, make yeah, a move for the last four games. Dabinia's been averaging under six points a game, um, and Jess McDonald just over seven. So those are definitely not must-starts for me. Yeah. Um, let's get into, I want to get into some, some notes about this game. Um, so Kalen Sheridan is made your top five players this week. So by my estimation, you think she's the best goaltender in the league for this week? No, because I have Casey Murphy at number two. Oh, my bad. Actually. So you think she's yeah. the second best goalie option in the league this week? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Why the huge bump? Because I feel like Sheridan, who hasn't even been started in our league from week to week, is now making your top five, and they're playing the Courage. Now, that's good because the Courage can't score all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. So is that kind of what you're looking at? Well, so part of the reason is that, um, you know, I think part of the reason that Sheridan hasn't been, you know, consistently started in our league is because she was away for Olympic duty for Canada. But she's an excellent goalie. She's... Um, let me see. Yeah, she's, she. you know, she's averaging over all of the, the games that, that we track stats for, over 15 points a game. The last four games she's averaged over, sorry, over 16 points a game. Last four games she's averaged over 15 points a game. And I think, you know, we we know she's got uh, that strong Gotham defense on her side. And yeah, uh, North Carolina is is struggling yeah, a little bit badly, to score. Badly. So that, that, uh, that makes me rank her pretty high. I've got her 21st, but she still yeah. is my second best goalie. You know, she's my second best. So it's, I just have a lot of offensive players ahead of her, but she definitely could put up big points. I want to talk about our Carly Lloyd rankings. Yeah. I've got her at 19th. You've got her in your top 10 at 10. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a gap there. Yeah. So what do you like about Carly this week? Well, I want to hear what you have about her, why you have her at 19. The reason I have her at 19 is, I mean, I, I think 
I just, I kind of, I halted because whenever she's played internationally, no matter if she only played, you know, half or 20 minutes or whatever it is in the second game, she has a history of sitting out or maybe coming off the bench. Um, and she does, but maybe because this is her swan song for her club, she'll come out and play. I think she, I think she will, but I still wouldn't be surprised to see someone else starting in for her for this game back on the weekend. So I bumped her because I just, I, I know what she's done in the past and I just, I'm not confident she's going to play 90 minutes. That's, that's what, and the second part of that bump for me is they're playing, they're playing the courage who had like five shutouts in a row at one point. So I don't know how many offensive chances they're going to get. So that's why I kind of bumped her back behind a few other names, you know, like Sinclair and Balser. Fair, because she is facing uh, Casey Murphy, who is, I have ranked number your, two. Your goalie. Yes, my goalie. Yeah. So here, let me tell you how I I made my rankings. I, I looked at, I figured out average number of points per game over the season. And then I also calculated average number of points per game over the last four weeks of the season. And if there was a differential there, which in most cases there were, I, what I actually did was I took the average of those two and then rank ordered my top 25 from there. And then I looked at matchups and I moved some people around based on the matchups that I thought this week. And really the reason why Carly Lota is so high is because, you know, overall she, she averaged in double digits. She scored 11 points per game when she played and in the past four weeks, she's been averaging almost 16 points per game. Yeah. And so, and I think she's going to come to play because this is her last season. And, and she, you know, she knows the fans want to see her play. And, and I think it's going to be, you know, I think she's going to be there for every moment that she can be. So that's why I have her at number 10. Okay. Noted. Um, we got to make some kind of money bets for side bets for some of these. This will be fun. All right. Side um, bet. Thorns at Red Stars in Chicago. Must starts for us. Bella Bixby, Megan Klingenberg, Sophia Smith, Christine Sinclair, Mal Pugh. Now, I want to get to a borderline. And this is, we could just jump to this right now. I want to talk about this Crystal Dunn ranking. So, Crystal Dunn. I don't have in my top 25 and I don't even think I have her sniffing my top 30. And then you've got her ranked in your top. Uh, let me see where you've got done here. 12th. Yeah. So I've got her as a borderline. Why do you have her up so high? Again, I just, I went by math, you know, yeah. I, I think, you know, she's, she's back from the Olympic, since she's been back from the Olympic break, she's been averaging 14, 14 points per game when she plays. And I think that, you know, she's going to, they're going to continue to, you know, even though their team definitely was still first in the league when all of their national, their international team players were gone for the Olympic break, they're going to start their all-stars and their rock stars. And I think that she's going to continue to play. And I think that she's going to be, continue to be productive. And so, you know, I just, that one was purely on point ranking. That's how she got to that, that place in my rankings. Yeah. I, I have, I have, I don't have any confidence I mean, they did kill the Red Stars five to nothing when they played. That was week one. I almost throw week one out the out the window, but I do think they're going to handle them. But I just have don't I have no confidence in Dunn. So if you have Dunn out there, choose who you're going to listen to. Holly in first place, Jared in second place. I don't know. Maybe listen to Holly. Um, <laughs> you had Bella Bixby in the top ten. Now I had her recently, and she helped me defeat you. But that's a huge bump. Third highest goalie in the league this week for you. Um, I'm not as high on her. I think there's a really good chance, but the thorns have been in so many games where she gets one save or two saves. Cause that back line is so good. And I don't see anyone in the front line of Chicago 
that's going to put a lot of pressure on that stout Sauerbrunn Klingenberg, you know, back line. So I just don't see a lot of chances for saves. I think she could easily get the clean sheet, but I think floating around 10 points for her. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, she could get the clean sheet. I think she's third ranked because, you know, the other the other goalies I have on this list are... Um, actually, I don't think I have any other goalies on this list. Either. No, and the reason for that is because although Betos is le- leading the league in saves, she's, you know, not, uh, not often getting a clean sheet lately. Um, and I think, you know, those are really my top four. There's always French, but, um, you know, she's a little bit more under fire. Uh, in Kansas City, so not getting clean sheets either. Um, you know, what I like about Bella Bixby is just, like, I just think the chances are strong that she's going to get a clean sheet, and I think she's a really good goalie, so. You know. And no Horan? I, I've got Horan in my top 10. She's injured. In, in quotes. I left out all injured national team players. There are no national team players in my top 25 rankings this week that are injured. Because... Like, if we're looking at top 25 for matchups this week, can't play him. I guess the reason I did it for Haran specifically on top 10, and I did it for Rapino too, and we'll talk about it, but Haran played in week 17. And then all of a sudden it was the national team. She's hurt, but she's practicing. I'm like, okay, I take that as we're playing Paraguay. We're not risking further injury to, to Lindsay Haran. And I, I don't believe it until I see it because she's someone who plays through injury all the time. So that one I really don't believe and so that's why I put her in there. So I like how we looked at a different angle here. So it's kind of like, hey, she's injured. I get why you put her out. But for me, I looked at it as she never pl- she never sits out. <laughs> and she didn't week 17. So I really like her this week. And I really like, obviously, if you see her in the lineup. But I still think if you have Haran in your roster, you need to just put her in there. Because I think she plays. I think she's in there. Um, Sinclair, I've got 17th and you've got seventh and I've got Sinclair on my squad. So I think a lot of this has to do with that. We ranked a few hurt people, but that's only a couple. So that, that, that would, but still that's a 10, that's a, that's a huge difference. And I, I think Sinclair to me is always like that. If she gets the free, the penalty kick and I just don't know, I, I can't bank on it. So she's always in that middle for me you know what I mean she yeah. she can't crack my top 10 I mean that's fair you can't bank on it but you know I think I'm just looking at averages and she's hot right now she's got the mo she is really consistent you know, she she's is, averaging yes. you know since the Olympic break she's averaging 16 and a half points fantasy points per game I want to talk about one of your players Klingenberg yeah now she's still in the top 25 for us um but a month ago, she, we were considering her maybe the best player in the in the game, but definitely a top five player, yeah. fantasy, uh, and maybe even in general too. But um, but what's going on? Like she's really kind of stumbled into this international break. Um, yeah, I know she got banged up, so it may be this injury. Yeah, so she's hurt and she's playing on limited minutes, which limited her fantasy productivity. Um, you know, because if she's only playing 30 minutes, she can't get a clean sheet, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, since the Olympic break, she's been averaging under six points per game, which is extremely painful and sad for me. Um, this one made my top 25 list, definitely not because of math, but more because of past experience and hope. I'm hoping that she is healthy and that she will go back to playing full strength and full time and do the thing she does. So that's that's why she's in my top 25, but that's also why she's number 22. Yeah, not a double-digit week for her since week 13, and it was 11. Yeah. So she's really limping here. We need, we need her to pick it up. 
not in, unless I play you. Uh, our producer Hector agrees. So I've got uh, the next game, the Houston Dash at Racing Louisville. Must starts, Rachel Daly, Christy Mewis, agree? Yeah, absolutely. My borderlines are real borderlines. I, Nichelle Prince, eh. Veronica Latsko, eh. Michelle Bedos, I like. And then you got CeCe Kaiser, who's been really picking it up the last two or three weeks. Um, I've got Rachel Daly as my number one. Rachel Daly is ranked my number one player in the league. There's a lot going on with Rachel. She's been playing a lot better recently. If I pull up the numbers here, uh, 18, 13, 20. There's your last three weeks. And I love the matchup. I love Houston playing against Louisville. I think Houston's going to win. It could be one nothing, but if that's Rachel Daly, great. And I think she's going to be the high score in the league this week. And on a, it's a sad note, but her dad just passed away, which was, he was a huge advocate for her. Um, with playing soccer and she's been really emotional about it on social media and honestly I mean I'm just speaking from the heart here this that's gonna light a fire like she is ready to go and I think if that's any I mean if that's if you need extra motivation which she doesn't that just adds it on top and I think she's gonna come out firing and you know all these things combined is why she's my number one um so what I mean I guess daily's an obvious start we both have her ranked pretty high you you have anything to add on daily? No, do I don't. I okay. mean, I agree. Mustards are daily and Mewis. I think as far as Prince, Latsko, Bedos, and Kaiser go, Prince and Latsko are no's, uh, not productive. Bedos, um, yeah, sure, if that's your goalie. And Kaiser, I mean, not a must-start, but certainly a solid option for, you know, to, to fill in the last pieces of your offense. You know, you 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 wanted to, you know, we have a definitely different opinion view on Christy Mewis right now. So you have her ranked sixth and I yeah. have her ranked 17th. Yeah. yeah. I just love the matchup. I love that. It's all matchup here. I just, in the last time she played Louisville, I think she had like seven key passes, but they just couldn't score. And I think Daly wasn't there if I looked at it correctly. So now I'm looking at the whole team being there and Mewis who just takes every corner, who sets her team up so well. I just love it. I could see her getting like 10 key passes and an assist in this game. You know what I mean? Like she could easily be the number one scorer. I just love this matchup. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'll buy that. You know, she's lower on my ranking you better because she it. hasn't been very productive <laughs> since the, the, the Olympic break and, and again, math, but, um, given, given this matchup, like, yeah, I, I'd buy bumping her up in the rankings for, for that reason. So you just don't like Bados. Cause I, Bados is my 25th ranked player, but you just don't like her in this matchup. Like, cause I know that she had negative three that last game, but she's been so solid all year, except for that one game. I mean, I'm just looking at, at possible points someone could get you. And I think that Bados is great. She's going to make a ton of saves. She's a great goalie. I love to watch her play, but I don't think she's going to get a clean sheet this week. So, okay. No. Kansas city at the Washington spear. A lot of drama here. A lot of storylines, but I've got, uh, Trinity Rodman, Ashley hat. I've got Ashley. I've got Trinity Rodman as the only combined must start for both of our teams. I like Ashley Hatch. I love Ashley Sanchez. Um, and I think what talking earlier, Kelly O'Hara, I think Bledsoe, and I think even Kristen Hamilton, those are all borderline O'Hara, Bledsoe, and Hamilton. But um, I want to talk about Rodman. I've got Rodman, who's on your squad, ranked fourth. You got her 15th. Reasons for putting her in that kind of middle, middle of the road? Just, you know, average point production for fantasy, versus some of the, you know, the the all-stars. And I think 
also because of the drama here. I mean, you could argue that she could move up because they're playing Kansas City, but I just think there's a lot of there's a lot of drama around here, and and there's been a lot of drama, and they've been off several weeks, and you know, are they rested? Maybe are they out of rhythm? Maybe who knows? I think that's the storyline with this, with all of our rankings. This yeah. is the biggest dramatic one for us. It's. I think they're going to come back and play well. I think they're going to blank Kansas City, you know, three to nothing or three to one. And so that's why I push all these players in my rankings. I think Hatch is a start. I think Sanchez is a start. I think you could you could put Bledsoe out there. And then Hamilton's just a beast that you could keep riding for Kansas City if you need her. Yeah, I mean, if, if you need her, I, I think I'm going to bench Sanchez this week. I have, uh, I have stronger offensive players that are hotter right now. Maybe I'll trade uh, But for if him. you don't, Let's talk. Oh, all right. I like that. And then France, you've got in your top 25. We forgot. We do, you do have another goalie in there in the top 25. So you think French is maybe, because that's what made me think that you're not high on the spirit with everything going on, that maybe they're going to come out and lay an egg. Well, I'm just more high on French than I am on Betos or Blood, so really. Yeah, I but mean, it, it seems a little bit of confidence that maybe Kansas City is going to hang in this game from you, I think. Like maybe there's going to be like a 1-1. Maybe they get a tie from it or something like that or sloppy game I, i'm just looking at where you have her so maybe no that that, that ranking is not based necessarily okay. on matchups that ba- that ranking's based on the amount of uh the, the probability of adriana french getting you more I love points it. than the people below her holly came from math i love it uh pride at rain last game must starts alex morgan sydney larue marta megan rapino if healthy jess fishlock rose lavelle bethany balser eugenie lesomer <laughs> borderline ashlyn harris and uh, um, uh, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Marijan. So um, this one's cr- just l- just laden with talent. Uh, I want to talk about Sydney LaRue. I've got her fifth. She was my fantasy MVP for the you know halfway year awards that we did a few episodes back. I just love her. And even though that Morgan's back, it could make her better, but she's just a warrior. I love her. And um, the rain is always good for a game where they give up a ton of goals. And the Pride are the most physical team in the league. And I think they might be able to push around the rain a little bit. And so uh, I think this could be one of these like 2-2, 3-2 kind of games. So I really like LaRue. She's been great all year. Yeah, I mean, I think with Morgan back, she's gonna her stock's going to go up because that team, they all rise when, they, they're all better when they're together. So how hard is it to rank Bethany Balser? Like she's the <laughs> hardest person I have her at sixteen. You have her at twenty four. But it's all it's all it all is based off of Rapino's health. Like if you see that lineup in there and you see Rapino's out and Balser's in, you go, "Oh my God, you're salivating if you have Balser." But if you see that Balser's a sub option, she goes from being one of the best players on your team to not even you're not even going to risk playing her. Yeah, exactly. So she's so hard to rank, and I can't rank her anywhere past that middle ground. But I just thought it was funny how we both. Like it was like when ranking balls, so I thought we were both probably like, I don't know where to put her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she, she, you know, she actually, in terms of, of points, you know, average points per game since the Olympic break, she was sort of below my cutoff, but she, you know, she was one of those people that because she has so much potential when she starts, she did make my top 25. Let's talk about the rise of Fishlock. Let's do it. She's been amazing. You've Great had her for- early yeah. scope and timely pickup by Holly. That was, uh, if you're looking at just her, like, since week, uh, the last three weeks she's played was 16, 17, 20. Woo! But she had, you know, before that she had a 13 and a 33 in there. So she only had that one single digit since you've picked her up. But I want to talk about her rise. Like, it's just, she's so involved- with this team, it doesn't matter. 
what they do to the front line, you know, and who sits out and who's hurt. She's just there. No, she's their anchor. She's their fire. She's really taken on a leadership role and figured out, you know, she's playing amazing soccer and she's figured out where she fits in the team. It's so bizarre, the rain. It's so bizarre. Like they've, they're laden with talent, but like sometimes that's really confusing when it comes to fantasy. You know what I mean? You're like, Lavelle, is she going to play? Rapino, is she hurt? How much is Balser going to play? Uh, but you can depend on Jess Fishlock every week. Yes. And my, uh, Eugenie Le-Somer. So Mayer's been super hot, super hot. She plays for my team. Um, yeah, I've got her at 13 on my top 25. I mean, she had that run there where she had 29-36, and then she had a little bit of a lull, and then she rebounded before this break with 13. I like J- uh, Jennifer Marazon. She had 12-8-0-5-22. She bounced back. So I like her recency, I think, coming off that 22-point week. Uh, I like the break. I just like everything about these these veterans getting a break. I think they come out. I think this is the game of the week. This is the game of the week uh, for sure. Um, all right, Holly, uh, bold, bold predictions. Uh, let's recap our week 17. It's been a while. Yeah. What was your bold prediction? Uh, Louisville ties Orlando 2-2. Nope. Yeah. Orlando prevails 3-1. Yeah. I had Lindsay Horan scoring over 20 points and that was a big no. She had nine and I got flack for uh, guessing that. What's your bold prediction this week? Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, I hate to say it because it benefits you, but I'm going to go with Sophia Smith scores 20 fantasy points this week. I could give you just as much shit for what you gave me for Lindsey Horan. That's the same bet, but I won't because I'm better and I'm good. So um, <laughs> I'm going with a big Rachel Daly game, which you're going to love. So we're just trading this off. And I guess just because I'm going to be a jerk, I'll go more bold. Rachel Daly, 25 plus All right. points on the pitch. I'll take it. And I will make fun of you for doing basically the same bold prediction as last week. Oh, if you could only see the shade I'm getting from from the looks across across the studio right now. Best of luck to everyone playing fantasy out there. <laughs> uh, our league is tightened Unless up. Your name is Jared. Holly is twelve and five now. Jared ten and seven with five games to play. If you're in that position, you're right there. Oh, you can taste it. Come back next week. That's- we'll talk about what trades happened. Uh, we're gonna send out some blasts and some polls on Instagram. Uh, so hit us up there um, at Keepers Podcast, and we're going to have some uh, a couple of like uh, player uh, kind of, um, I guess, uh, what was one I'm looking at? Player propositions or player, not propositions. No, that just, that's just wrong. That doesn't sound good. No. <laughs> oh, um, you're going to get thrown out with the whole Washington tra- staff. Potential, tra- <laughs> potential trades on Instagram. And I want to hear from the listeners on if they would do these trades. So these are stuff that's happening in our league. So we'll put that out there. Good luck on your stretch run. We'll be back for week 19 next week. Enjoy watching the games. NWSL is back, baby.